everybody. Welcome back to Lawyer Time Podcast. This is our 51st episode. I am Daniel, if you're just joining us for the first time, and my co-host. Your boy, Zach. Today, uh, we're going to delve into some more nerdy things, as we are always want to do. Um, this time, we're going to touch on something that is really nerdy to my heart. Yeah. And that's Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, not just, but not just like, oh, this is how you play it. I don't want to do that. Right. That's You can go, you can swing it. Yeah. You can swing this flip-flop around and hit a, a YouTube channel that talks about <laughs> Magic the Gathering and how to play and stuff like that. But rather, I want to talk about um, the imp- one, just kind of like what makes Magic fun, which is the story behind it. There's yeah. Magic is a lot like Warhammer in the sense that there's a central story that fuels um, the cards. And so like the cards are scenes from these story events. Yeah. And they kind of represent what happens in this story. So like if there's one that's called like Megaton Bomb, it's That's, because in the story, someone set up a bomb that blew up everything, and kind of just just kind of pique people's interests, maybe, and then like lead on, you know, go. Then you can go down a rabbit hole. Right. Um, I'll talk about the positives of yeah. magic and also the negatives because there are, um, and just kind of go from there. So no, I know Zach. We don't. We play One Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Some sometimes, sometimes, occasionally. I know you dabble and you get yeah. magic. Magic actually is how I entered our friend group. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for Shadow to Torn and Chris, if it wasn't for me one day watching them play Magic and asking if I could join, I don't think I would be friends with them and in turn friends with you. It's a... What a, what a web. Yeah, what, what a, a bizarre web. And also, fun fact, Ashlyn's dad was a very... Com- not, like, high-ranking, but was a very competitive Magic player yeah. back in the 90s. Yeah. And so when we first started dating, I was like, oh, I play Magic. And she's like, my dad played and Magic. That's a huge in, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And then, like, he was like, oh, you play Magic. And I was like, yeah. I yes, do. I have a box. He's infinitely better than I am. It's oh, uh, I play much like, like like a casual pickup basketball dude on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. oh, he was like in tournaments, like winning them and stuff like that, uh, and things of that nature. Which really that goes to show how like enduring this game has been. It is that has spanned like like generations, thirty years. About. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is the most. It is the all time most popular card game yeah. outside of obviously like. Like obvious, like like casino games, right, right, like like, it, like gambling games. Yeah, this is this is the most popular. Um, and what's fun about it is it really can kind of you can really kind of do your own thing with it. Yeah, you don't have to like oh well. There's multiple ways to have fun. There's multiple ways to do stuff. Um, you can collect the card. You can just collect cards. Yeah, collect sets. Um, and I'm just gonna kind of yeah. go a little bit into that. Just have just this really random thought. Mm-hmm. What I've always enjoyed. Really about magic cards. I really like the backs. Oh, fun fact. So we'll talk about the backs. Yeah. The backs have a story behind them. I really like them. They're like that. They're just like classic, fantasy. Like, like like fantasy, like a mm-hmm. I like about how they've never changed. They look like I just like they look them. like a book. Yeah, they, they and do. There's look a like reason a book. why they look like a book. Oh, there is. So let me get a little bit into the story of Magic: The Gathering itself. It is a collectible card game created by Richard Garfield. It was released in 1993 by Wizards of the Coast, who have a monopoly on the most card games. Yes, they do. Um, they do Pokemon, and they also do Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, other companies like Bandai do their things, mm-hmm. but uh, and ironically, they're not owned by Hasbro. So when you buy Magic cards, you're supporting the company Hasbro. Yeah. In this weird roundabout thing, um, as of February 2023, it has 50 million players worldwide. That's pretty impressive. Like, chuds. Oh, just legions of them. Uh, 
Out in, out <laughs> it's in like the, the official ID card of a chud. It is. Oh, and I'm one of them. Over 20 million, uh, 20, I'm sorry, 20 billion magic cards were produced between 2008 and 2016. Wow. Wow. That's what, like... A staggering that's, amount that's, of cardboard. Uh, magic, as of 2022, generates about a, mil- a billion dollars a year in just... This is the cash cow. Yeah. Oh, this is... And Wizards of the Coast has a couple cash cows. Oh, and this just, is this yeah. is the cash cow. Um, fun fact for anybody who is an anime or manga fan, there is a manga that is, is based it? off of Magic the Gathering. Oh, really? Um, it is the story of these two these two high, uh, middle school students, um, and it is, it is in 1999, so Y2K oh, is yeah. happening, and it's the kind of setup is them expecting the world to end in the year 2000, yeah. and it's this guy, he really loves Magic, and he plays, and it kind of plays like Yu-Gi-Oh, so they play the cards and like the monsters appear behind out. them. And then he meets this girl who beats him, and then it's like the story of them playing together, and then they fall in love, and like there's a whole like oh, teenagehood, uh, like oh brothers were at that kind of story, like finding themselves, yeah. like stand by me kind of thing. It was really fun, and yeah. I actually very much because it, it talks about old magic cards, which is its oh, own. Oh, those cards are psychos. Yes. Oh, and it is its own kind of thing. Um. So, um, the, so that's kind of the financial end. Magic the Gathering, you are a what is known as a uh, planeswalker. Okay. A person who is able to travel between the multi multiverse, essentially. That okay. is Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And you are like a spell slinger, and so the cards you play are spells. Okay. Oh, okay. And your deck is called your library. Oh! And that's so... why they look like books. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. Yeah. Um... And then the whole point, you lower your life total. Da, 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 da. It's it's pretty simple, but yeah. So you are like they oh they call them like spell slingers, and you're right. a spell slinger, and you're playing this other wizard man, and you're and you're pulling your stories. Yeah, you're playing these spells that are represented through these stories. That's actually that, sick. That fuel the set, and that's what gives it the set their flavor and all these kinds of fun things. When, because I, and I know you'll probably go into this, yes. but when this came out, because I know you, there's like a story behind the cards and everything, mm-hmm. was that initially the case? Uh, a little bit, yes. Okay. So at first they were kind of just playing them and things like that, and then we ended up with, they wanted to like have a storyline behind them, and yeah. so the very famous one, there's a character named Urza, who is a planeswalker, and so it's the story of these planeswalkers who kind of pop between these planes of existence, and each yeah. plane they land on has their own kind of flavor. Okay, yeah. And so depending on what plane they land on, land on is determines like what kind of cards you're going to, what kind of the, the sets, the set of cards that are being released, what kind of like flavor they're going to have. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about like the colors in Magic, but also what I'm going to do is talk about four of like my favorite sets that yeah. I think you'll really like um, and how they kind of relate to that. So for example, there is one called Zendikar and the plane of Zendikar is very similar to uh, Pandora from Avatar. Okay. So it's very much like big, like floating, like like big floating islands in the sky, and it's very like natural and just like big tr- trees that like cover like canopies right. and things like that. And in Zendikar, there are these three evil e- extra dimensional beings called the Eldrazi, and they are uh, pulled from Gothic horror. Oh, okay. They are your Cthulhu's. I love a good Cthulhu. Essentially. And they're like, ooh, they're they're big, they're scary. Big. Yeah. Ooh, spooky. Like when they show up, they destroy they like suck all the energy out. Okay. So when you're a spell slinger, you need you need to like pull energy from the environment to summon your spells. Yeah. And that is what the cards represent. Each color represents an environment you're pulling your energy from. Huh. 
That's what the mana cards are. So when they like, oh, I play a land, that's you sucking the energy so, from, yeah, that from the land, land to summon your character, your creatures or your spells and things that's of that nature. That all makes so much more sense. And so the and so that's why it's so much big customization is because each there's five colors. Okay. And they call it the color pie, and each one they're supposed to be like they're they're opposites of each other. It's very like Confucianist right. and some of that. Um, but yeah, so there's five colors. There's white, red, green, blue, and black. Um, each one represents an environment mm-hmm. and what kind of types of, and each of them do something very specific. Okay. Um, white is the, you, you summon energy from the planes. Um, white tends to be about balance and uh, law and justice. Right. But that doesn't mean that there aren't bad characters who use the color white. Um, there is a race called the Phyrexians, and they are these like Borg um bio like the reapers almost okay and because they believe in turning everybody into the same so it thing. is balance essentially yes yeah, but we will be yeah we will so they released a set called all will be one yeah and it's about them trying to turn everybody into phyrexian i, I love a good borg uh, uh, uh yeah a good borg villain they're very cool i'm always here for it um blue is about uh knowledge so, and when you play blue cards, you tend to draw cards. You look at, you are able to see things. So you can, it's called scrying. You can look at the top card of your deck. And if you can choose if you want it, and you can put it on the bottom. Um, blue is very famous for being a pain in the ass to play. It's very much about denial. It's like, oh, you, I'm ahead of you. I'm smarter than you. I am not going to let you do the things you want to do. It sounds, it would be one of those things that's more uh, fun in theory. It until is. Until you actually have to do it. it oh, it's so hard to do. Uh, blue tends to be very like big thinking. Okay, he's it's very the like JoJo's. Oh, like, pushes the glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh you, you you're gonna say this next, and then oh you're gonna. He's like, I'll you. Yeah, yeah, it's very that. But they pull from the islands, so you'll get like merfolk, or you'll get like big sea beasts, um, or you'll get a lot of like uh, technology, mm-hmm. like biotech kind of stuff. Um, one of the and so there's like five main planeswalkers who kind of rep, the most modern day represent these colors. Blues. There's blues. His name's Jace, and he is a mind reader. Okay. And he and he can like read people's minds and the stories, and that's his thing. Is that he can he's a telepath. Uh, black is very much if you like demons and vampires and like ugly monsters and Dracula. Hot topic. The whole thing. Oh yeah. yeah. If you like like sludge pools, and that's what you so you pull your energy from the swamps and the like the the well, evil. Yeah, evil. Um, there is a very fun character. She's very popular with the the chuds. Oh, her name sure. is Liliana Vess, and her whole thing is she made a deal with the devil, and one day the devil's coming to collect, and so because she, she wants to be young forever to yeah. like control, like absorb all this knowledge. Right. And so the devil's like, well, I'm coming. I'm going to come collect. And she, so her journey is she's constantly bouncing across these planes of existence. Running, trying, from, running from him and trying to find a way to like break her deal with him. That's the entire plot of a season of Riverdale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you're playing it now. Oh, it's even better. Oh, I play the card. But black is very much like you get to do extra stuff, but you have to like sacrifice like something. Or you have to sacrifice your own life energy Jeez. to get those things. Um, red is like tinkering and like passion and like fast. So red is usually if you do decide to learn how to play, red is usually the easiest because it's very like go. It's it's ooga booga. It's ooga. Yeah, it's no. It's turn your brain off. We rush. It's, yes, it's rushing. It's um like dragons and um like tribesmen and yeah. 
like like people who live like the plains, like kind of like things these, that run at you. Yes, yeah, no, that's really there's, there's one color card called like like the joining of the pack, and it's literally just like all these like and it like helps your monsters like run through you and stuff like that. Um, their famous one is our friend Chris's favorite character. Her name is Chandra, and she is a pyromancer. So all of her abilities are like explosive, and they deal damage to everybody. Yeah, and things like that. Green is your classic nature. Big trees, big monsters, big fucking things that will hit you hard. Just big shit. Big shit. Just and you pull from the forest and like elves. So there's a lot of elves, a lot of like shamans, a lot of uh, like big dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs is a very popular set. If you like dinosaurs, play dinosaurs. Um, and there really is like like I said, a flavor for really every kind of thing that you enjoy. So me personally, I like blue and black. I play this. My cards kind of do this like uh, they're like horrors, like eldritch horrors. Yeah. And they like take your your creatures and they use them against you and they like do stuff like that. Just because, but it, like you said, it's very easy to talk about, but to do is very oh, difficult. Oh, to do it is always like, oh no, like I get how it works that you're fighting against an actual person and you're like, no, you gotta do what you want. <laughs> no, no, you gotta do what I want. Uh, yeah, Shut no, up. I wanna have fun. Um, and yeah, so those are the five colors. And so that's kind of like how you determine what kind of colors and you can combine them. You can play all five colors too if you want, if you wanna just be you this. You wanna be a psycho. Yeah, but that, it's, there's a whole math, oh, there's mathematics, but don't, don't worry about that. Just play, if it's not, anything I just described sounds fun to you, do it. Yeah. And then figure it out later. Um, I will talk about the negative side to magic, which is that uh, it is expensive as shit. I'm gonna be honest. Um, there are, so when you play Magic, there are things that, they're called formats. Formats are like, like game modes, yeah. essentially. So standard is the one that wins all the tournaments. You mm -hmm. can, those are that, the problem with that is that they rotate cards in and out. Um, and Magic is unique because I collect Pokemon cards in that. Pokemon cards are really rare because, are, are valuable because the art's fun. Yes. Magic, the cards are valuable because they're good in multiple game modes. Yes. Um... So if you're like, well, I, I really like this card. I want to do this. I want to play in this format. Be aware of what you're doing just because it can lead to very... Oh, it's going to come for your wallet. It will come for your wallet. And yeah, and it is very much a... You have to kind of match each other's wallets. It's like Warhammer yeah. a lot. Where it's it's just an, exp it's an expensive hobby. Yes. Uh, it is a very expensive hobby. Um, if I add my recommendation... Um, I recommend playing Commander. It is designed to kind of be a multi like play with your friends, yeah. not as competitive. Uh, a fun thing about it is you can do political things. So like, hey, I'll I won't attack you if but you help. you help me with this. No, that is fun. And then yeah, and that's that's kind of the fun. And it's designed for four players, and it's designed to you can really build like one person I read built a deck around hats. Yeah, it's just people who wear hats. It's supposed to be the less sweaty. Yes, we're just having. Less, oh, yeah, we're, we're having fun. We're playing at my kitchen table. Yes, it is kitchen table yeah. playing cards. Yes, um, and it's very interesting on how like that's all kind of gone, and you know, it it turns into its own monsters and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if you do enjoy like that kind of stuff, and you just want to see what it's about, Magic has done a very good job of making it very accessible for people yeah. um, to start off with. And like I said, really just pick an idea and research that idea and go into that. Yeah. And two, if you didn't want to collect 
cards themselves. You can play the uh, the online, online game, which is Magic Arena. We're not sponsored by this no. these people. But if but if Wizards of the Coast would like to, oh, we're not gonna say no. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So and you don't have to pay for the decks. You can just kind of play and get a feel for the game. And then if you have friends that you want to play with, um, they do sell pre-built kind of. Hey, like this is your first time playing. You can do it. Um, the four really hot ones that are out right now it is this set called Ixalan, which is um, like Aztec. Yeah. Uh, so you have the Conquistador vampires. You have dinosaurs because dinosaurs run around this. Um, you have merfolk, like mm-hmm. they live under the water and they're very kind of also like kind of this Aztec style. And then pirates, they just they like just live off the coast and all of... these mystical things and, and pirates and pirates, yes. And they're just fighting the devil out here. <laughs> Fighting these evil vampire conquistadors. Yo ho! <laughs> they, I think there's like an evil bat god that looks like the the one from Smite. I forget what his name is. Oh, I fun. should know this as a brown person. But yeah, and they're like, oh, it's coming after us, and there's all this stuff like that. Um, but I'm gonna talk about four sets. So yeah, so like I said, the most recent set that came out is called uh, Murder at Karlov Manor. So all of the cards in that set are based off of like kind of like detective things. Okay. There is a card that looks like Scooby Doo. Oh, say less. <laughs> His name is Boo. His name is Boo. No, it's it's like tiny, and it's this big Great Dane. Oh, uh, brown. It's Scooby Doo. And you're like, yeah, it's Scooby Doo. And uh, actually, too, like, so uh, Magic is realizing that, oh, if we combine our things with other set, like, other nerd things, if people will buy glitch. them. So the most popular, biggest one, probably, of all time is the, they just released a Lord of the Rings set, mm-hmm. um, which I collected. And if you are a gigantic fan of Lord of the Rings, I recommend collecting that set because they have some very fun cards. It's very cool. It is very cool. And the actually, Doctor Who one. The Doctor Who one. The Doctor Who ones are a little wonky, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. If you're... But if you like Doctor Who, collect them. Yes. Don't let, oh, uh, can I play these? Just collect them and then you can... If you're going to have fun with it and you're going to like looking at them, buy them. Yeah, buy them because it's fun to like, oh, look. And they they do a very good job of if you're a fan of that thing, they're going to put a lot of Easter eggs in it. Mm -hmm. So as a big Warhammer fan, they released Warhammer set. Mm -hmm. And so like the Chaos deck is all about chaos and like... Like, you have all of the evil Primarchs in it, which is really fun. That is really fun. So it's led by, uh, oh, I'm f- forgetting his fucking, fucking name, not Albion. The, the guy who took over for Horus. Oh. Uh, him, it has a Mortarion, uh, it has Magnus the Red, it has all these, like, fan- and they do the things that they do in Doing Warhammer. The, yeah. Uh, the big one coming out next is Fallout. If you like Fallout, oh, the Fallout, game, yeah. it's going to follow that same kind of premise. And then uh, the big one that will be one day be coming out is Final Fantasy. Oh, so that's what uh, that's what we're hoping to grab Zach in oh, and get him playing. Which we, uh, which Final Fantasy? We don't know yet, but what they might do. So like for Doctor Who, they did like one deck is all of the like four, five, and six Doctor, four, fifth, and right. sixth Doctor. So they might make a deck based around certain oh. characters or like Tifa and if they if they give me a Final Fantasy 9 deck <laughs> oh the money I uh, will spend so yeah so it, it really is taking on that thing they're releasing like anime style cards now actually one of their newest sets called Kamigawa was based around anime and it has an anime trailer with it it's very cool if you haven't seen the Kamigawa one it made, it was like this weird it was a classic anime two friend, two childhood friends who grew up in the lovers one has to sacrifice themselves like why am I crying? And, he, and one and the boy is just trying to find her because she's gone on this journey that only she can go on. on. So, 
with that said, like I said, there's stories. So let me talk about four of my favorite sets slash characters slash things. Okay. Um, the first one is the Phyrexians. They are this Borg, all will be one. They call it, you will be completed. Yeah. Um, and they would like turn you into like a Borg thing and they like warp, warp your mind and you're, it's about like you're part human, part oil, part like all these things. Yeah. Um, so the story of the Phyrexians begins with a man named Yogmith. Okay. <laughs> there is this ancient empire called the Thrawn, the Thrawn Empire, Thran, I'm gonna say Thrawn because it sounds more... And uh, they are these technology-advanced civilization that uh, thrived. So the, the plane we're on right now is called Dominaria. Okay. Classic fantasy name, Dominaria. And he was this doctor, and he was... Uh, there was this disease that was killing people known as... Uh, thesis? Thesisis? P-H-T-H-I-S-I-S. Hell, I mean, yeah. We'll go with that. Thesis... Uh, so his cure for this disease is replacing your organic limbs with artificial ones. And a process that he calls phyresis. Okay? Okay. Phyrexians. Um, and so he meets this planeswalker who just... And so planeswalkers exist. Like, every like they just pop in and out. Yeah. He's like, I am a planeswalker. Just kind of like how Gandalf shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they have what's called a spark. All planeswalkers have a spark. And when that spark awakens, that's what gives them the ability to transport. Okay. It's very, like, stress-related. So they're, like, under attack or they're, like, they... scared. Yeah, and then they'll just teleport. Um, and he was like, oh, if you open... Find, find me a place to... Like, and I can build this utopia. And he's like, sure, that sounds great. I, he's like, I'll I'll put all those sick people on this place, and it'll be great. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Oh, well, he created the Phyrexians, and he decided to operate on all these people and turn them into these like synthetic, organic Borg things. Mm. And this is my army. <laughs> whoa! And and the Thran Empire said, whoa, we can't do that here. And uh, they go into civil war, and they nuke the capital of the Thran Empire, uh, and then it falls. And they, and classic evil villain, are sealed away. Mm. They close the portal to their realm, and they go, "No, <laughs> be gone from here, you psycho!" Oh, I bet they come back. Oh, they do. Thousands of years later, you meet these two brothers, and Urza and Mishra, and they both are, um, they are both planeswalkers. Uh, the they pop up and they go, oh, we have found this place with these Borg people. And the Phyrexians corrupt one of the brothers, as yep. all good stories do. As you have to do. Creates what leads to this event called the Brothers' War, which is a set in Magic the Gathering that tells the story of these two brothers. Um, Urza defeats his brother, uh, and but they have to detonate this super weapon called the Gol- Golgothian Silex, which... Great name. That's a very good fantasy Oh, it's a name. good band name, too. Oh, it should be. There we go. All right. yeah. Think about it, everybody. Just know you're going to face the wrath of Magic the Gathering. Oh, Wizards of the Coast will come for you. Uh, they, so they, it basically nukes Dominaria and turns into this Ice Age. and But it also seals the world away. We just really like putting things away. It's no. the classic fantasy trope. No, I sealed it away. No, don't worry. It'll never break. Oh, it's gone. In fact, one of the cards called Urza's Ruinous Blast is telling the story of this bomb going off of that matter. Um, they won the war. And so Urza's like, the fire accidents will forever be my thing. I yeah. have to figure out how to stop them. I have to figure out how to kill them. Um, and so he 
as all scientists do in the pursuit of a solution, do some things that are morally dubious. Do some bad. Uh, he institutes the Bloodline Plot Project. <laughs> that sounds sketchy. It is a program designed to breed the perfect hero over hundreds of years. Hmm. It leads to this hero named Gerard Capation, who is a, a card you can play. Uh, and uh, the Phyrexians, he's like, okay, we're ready. The Phyrexians show up, as all villains do. Uh, but And so what they do is uh, they use a series of powerful artifacts known as the Legacies. And then he blows himself up in Gerard. They bo- they all die. Uh, Urza was able to kill Yogmith and destroy the Phyrexians for now. For now. In classic, for now. It's the classic, we did it. And then like a hand, like a robot oh, hand is slinking away. Yeah. We then lead to this next plane. Um, actually, not in this next plane, just yet. Uh, one of the ph- legacy artifacts is this golem named Karn. Okay. And Karn is, ends up becoming a uh, planeswalker. So he's a very like famous one. He's built out of like mirrors. Like he's oh, this big cool. steel gold, like silver golem. Um, and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna make my own place hmm. where everybody can feel special. With blackjacks and hookers. <laughs> this place is the mechanical wor- world known as Mirrodin, which is also a set in uh, Magic: The Gathering. Uh, however, hidden amongst his new world were the Phyrexians. They use this thing called glistening oil, which allows them to corrupt machines, and they corrupt Go- Karn's like self-appoint or his uh, his overlording guardian, and he goes fuck. <laughs> what do I do now? And so they tell us. And so basically, they're fighting this war. It keeps on going. They're they're losing it. They begin to lose it. Um, the glistening oil can't be stopped. How do we stop, stop it, it from glistening? And it begins to do this process called completions. Okay. Uh, spelled like plate, com- so C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T, mm-hmm. completion. And it turns their heroes against the world. And, oh, and how will, who will save us now? Who, will, who watches the Watchmen? Um, and so there's a very famous card named Glissa the Sunseeker. She becomes completed and becomes known as Glissa the Traitor. Uh-huh. And shows she's this cybernetic... Uh, I'll put up a picture of but yeah, so she's this cybernetic, like, zombie Wait. elf. Oh, she's cool. And uh, what you discover is is that uh, Mirrodin gets turned into a new plane of existence called New Phyrexia. Okay? Oh. And it is ruled by five uh, leaders known as the Praetors. And each one of them represents the five elements in Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. In fact, there are five suns to each represent the colors that are in the plane of existence. There is the Machine Orthodoxy. These are the white-aligned Phyrexians led by Elish Norn. She is the Grand Cenobite. Uh, they look very cool because they're white and red. Yeah. Um, her whole thing is she can stop certain like abilities from happening and she allows their abilities to happen. Um, they kind of have this, like, uh, the angels from Evangelion kind of look. That kind of vibe to mm-hmm. it, that, like, weird disjointed... Like these, like, corrupted nuns. Yeah. They're a religious sect that believe that it is their holy mission to spread the glory of Phyrexia yeah. across the multiverse, regardless of whether you want it or not. You have uh, Jin Gataxius, who is this really cool, like, robot dragon thing. Yes, I've yeah, seen it. Yeah, he's kind of like that big, cool. like, eh. And he, they conducted experiments to improve the completion of the Phyrexians. 
He, uh, but the blue team is called the Progress Engine. Yeah. Which is a cool name. Uh, you have the Black Phyrexians led by Shieldred, the Whispering One. Ooh. Um, her whole thing is uh, they are all killing each other. She is leader of this group called the Seven Steel Thanes, and they all kind of fight to be like, well, no, Father will love us the most. Mm-hmm. Like, we will do the, we will. Uh, that's another thing about the color black. It's very devoted to itself. Yeah. So a lot of times when you play black cards, they tend to like, if you are playing black, you get this bonus. You get, for yeah. each black like logo you have, you get these. It's stacking. Yes. Uh, you get the Quiet Engine. led by These are the Red Aligned Phyrexians, led by Urabrask the Hidden. Mm. They, he, he's actually a good guy. Yeah. He's like, why do we have to take over everybody? Work. I like what I'm doing. Yeah. I like it's a lot here. of work. He is uh, known as the least malevolent. He has retained their individuality when they complete. When they like complete you, you become like part of the hive Borg mind. Yeah. Uh, and he just wants to coexist with everybody. Oh, poor, as, yeah. poor dude. And you have the vicious swarm. These are the green. They sound less nice. Oh, they are led by Vorce, Vorinclex, Voice of Hunger. Hmm. Doesn't sound like a nice man. They're a violent horde of mutated creatures. Uh, they believe in survival of the fittest, and they kill and eat each other to prove that they are the most powerful. Uh, Vorniclex looks like a giant evil bear thing. Uh, it's not popular. Show me, man. Oh, yeah, he he's does? Like, yeah, he's like this big evil bear man thing. He's like half half tree, half robot. Yeah. Um. So we're, we're going wow, right? We're living... And so now, re- in the most recent sets, they have begun to kind of pop back up um, before they were left on Mirrodin to their own devices. Um, so, for example, we have a new car- a new thing happening called Atraxa. She has been created by four of the Praetors. So she in her car, she has four of the colors. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, they're trying to work together. They're like, trying to, oh, and they're trying to leave their plane to spread their influence. influence. Oh, they're trying to unionize amongst the world. Um, now, one of the things though, is you can corrupt monsters, but they haven't been able to truly corrupt Phyrexians. Like to get them, they, planeswalkers have had this natural like resistance to it. Yeah. Um. So. They've popped in and out. So, for example, one of the sets is called Kaldheim. Uh, Kaldheim is like Viking, Norse mythology. Yeah. The World Tree. The World Tree is a very big whole, part of it. Yeah. And so they're trying to hunt. Uh, what they do is they uh, they kill the goddess of the world. That's not good. And they steal some tree sap from the god of from the World Tree, essentially, and take it back. And so they're trying to like experiment with it. Um, Jin Gitaxius. Shows up in what is this set known as Kamigawa, and they are trying to figure out how to complete Planeswalkers. Okay. And they actually succeed. Oh, okay. They're able to complete this moon folk Planeswalker named Tamyo, and they're like, cool, now we can begin our invasion. <laughs> oh, we're done. Um, also, so there's another set. So Streets of New Capenna is very fun. It is this, like, 1920s, like, like uh, Bioshocks. Oh, I love But Bi- everything, yeah. everything's, like, mobstery. So, like, the vampires are, like, like a mob. Moms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he shows up. So the one of the Urbask, who's the red one, shows up and goes, Guys, they're trying to take over everybody. We <laughs> oh, need people. The mob, see? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, and that's it's very Art Deco. It's very fun. A lot of the cards are, like, mob kind of things. I like, love that. Mm-hmm, like, 1920s, 1930s. Like, yeah. Uh, everybody's in, like, three-piece suits and stuff like ah, that. Ah, see? The old Tommy gun. Yep, pretty much. Well, that'll stop the wizards. <laughs> We have to stop the evil devil thing. This is a Colt 45. And so, 
what then happens is they lead to the set uh all is one um and they begin to discover so the big thing so there's this character named johnny a johnny goldman is this big lion dude good name and uh, everybody's like, oh, Johnny, you're here. And yeah. Surprise, I'm evil. Oh, He no. has been completed by the Phyrexians and was trying to, and, like, began to open the plant. So they begin to, like, kidnap people and, like, start sending spies out. Right. And Johnny being, because Johnny is his famous, famous, like, war hero. No one's. No yeah. one's going to suspect him. Him. Surprise. And so that's, like, the beginning of the invasions. Is they're like, fuck, they can corrupt us. So all these planeswalkers get together. Um, and they actually are able to corrupt five of the ba- five major planeswalkers. One of them being Jace, the blue guy, yeah. who is one of the more recent heroes of the story, and then this character called Nissa, who is like the representation of green. Okay. Um, apparently, I, I looked into it. They went off of some hootie doody bullshit. As you do. They did some like, oh, it just ends. We did it. Like they like stopped the big evil machine, machine, and that like turns everybody back to normal, and that's kind of where. That story ends. So those are the Phyrexians. Those, okay, that's nifty. And so they're big on like they they kill you with like poison tokens. And so if you get ten of them, you die. You die because you get infected. Infected. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then they have an ability called Infect, which allows you to uh, do more damage because they're closer to being completed. Completed. Yep. And that's how they work. So those are the Phyrexians. If you ever get a chance, uh, Elsh Norn, Mother of Machines, is very fun. Like I said, they're like this weird, evil tribe. Oh, like she's nuns. very cool, yeah. She's very fun there. Um, and with that, we are going to talk about our next, my next set of favorite things, which are the Eldrazi. Good name. Uh, for you, Zach, as somebody who's a fan of like uh, Cthulhu yeah. and like that kind of stuff, that's what these guys fit very much into. Oh, those bitches. Um, so actually... <laughs> So they so the Eldrazi are this like Cthulhu old god race that uh, are native to what is known as the Blind Eternities. Good they name. Live, they live outside of like the planes of existence, but every so often they need energy, so they'll come in the form. So what you're seeing really isn't their like true forms; it's their like avatars of what they are. Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's three. They, they are known as the three titans. They are uh, Emrakul. Ulamog and Kozilek. Easy to pronounce names. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, so Emrakul warps biology, Ulamog warps physical properties, and Kozilek warps reality. Okay. And so what they'll do is they'll kind of like open a hole, they'll send in their like drones and their minions. They'll kind of like be like the Tyranids. They'll just come in, kind of get the population ready, and then when enough energy has been absorbed, because what they do is they like turn everything into dust, essentially. Okay. And that's them absorbing the mana of the plane. And then when they they crack open and they their their physical representation of themselves shows up. And then they just begin to fucking wreak havoc okay. on the environment and stuff like that. Um so yeah, so they live outside they no one knows where they exist. Um they first showed up at this they just go through and they're just tearing places apart. Right. Until these, what are known as the three. Uh, they are three legendary planeswalkers. One is Ugin. He is the spirit dragon. He's okay. this big, like, dragon with large horns. There is Nahiri. She's what is known as a core. She is native to this plane called Zendikar. And they're, they kind of look like uh, people who would go to the uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. Oh. Like pale face, kind of yeah. black eye, like black rims around their eyes. And then there is Soren uh, Markov, who is this very famous uh, vampire uh, planeswalker from this 
a plane called Innistrad, which we'll talk about, is which is the next thing. Um, and so, yeah, so the way they describe it is that when they're hungry, they extend a part of their body into uh, the plane of existence and create a physical manifestation of themselves. And then, like I said, they're these drones that are extensions of their they will. Um, if anybody doesn't understand what that means, this is actually a really good thing, and I think it works for uh, the old gods, too. Yeah. Uh, so the dragon, Ugin, compares it to a man sticking his hand into a pool of water. The man being the, the titan, and the water is a plane. The fish, those who live on the plane, see only a part of the man, his hand. Likewise, the inhabitants of a plane can only see each part of a titan. The, uh, even if the lesser Eldrazi appear to be independent beings, their physical forms are just part of a greater entity that live outside. So they're really not evil necessarily. They're, they're just, just a force. Yeah. They're, they're like a natural force. And people go, fuck. Oh, they're showing up. Because how would you fight? You don't. No. That's what they... And so what they eventually... So there's uh, this whole Zendikar set that talks about them trying to stop this and what this leads to the formation of the four big people who show up nissa who is for green uh gideon who's like this roman he's like uh what's his name from gladiator um chandra the pyromancer jace the my the blue guy and they end up forming what is known as the gate watch okay and they fight and they help uh eventually seal them away Using like the natural mana of this land called Zendikar, like Pan- it looks like Pandora, and uh, and so they kind of watch over it. But I'll kind of talk a little bit about. It. So you could tell like each each drone or creature belonging to each Titan looks distinct because it has its own thing. Because this is mm-hmm. yeah, because it's a a different yeah, it makes yeah. sense. So Emrakul looks like a giant, uh, like jellyfish, like an inside out jellyfish, and yeah. it has these really long tentacles like a jellyfish. Uh, Ulamog, it looks like a essentially like um, like half octopus with like human hands and a head. Oh, it's very Cthulhu-y. Yeah, and so and then Kozilek looks like a giant boulder with like arms. Uh, and so yeah, so each one has its own distinct style. I had it right here and I lost it. Oh, he's got um, arms on the boulder, which is a very funny like visual. It is a very funny visual. Let me let me see if I can find a picture. But yeah, so. Uh, so if you're from if you're Ulamog progeny, you have a bony mask over their head, and they have no features. They also have writhing tentacles in, in addition to their bisecting arms. Um, Emrakul, uh, they possess l- lattice-like flesh composition, and being of an, a natural hue, they tend to like be purple, blue, and red, very yeah. bright colors. Uh, they have tentacles for no real purpose; they're just tentacly. Yeah. Um, they have no discernible sensory organs, and many do not have a conventional form. They're just kind of like these masses. I feel like whenever you need to make something creepy, tentacles. Tentacles, yeah. You just, just, I don't like them. No, it goes it goes in places they shouldn't. Yeah. It? And it just they, it's just close. I think to aliens as we'll ever really get. It really is. Like, because it it can do things with the it functions like a hand, but it doesn't look like a normal hand yeah. to us. Yeah, I know. It's uh, uh, it makes you very uncomfortable. Here you go. Kozilek have uh, the those born of his lineage have multiple eyes all over their body, which don't like that either, and have large black jagged plates that float around them. Um, they also have large bisect, so they just have normal arms. Um, they are genderless, uh, and the Titans themselves are intelligent. However, the drones just kind of go with what's happening. Right. Uh, and so what what you discover is that on all planes of existence, there are what are called ley lines. 
and these ley lines are the, the kind of like where the natural energy comes from. Yes. And that's what they go towards. That's a very Final Fantasy concept. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with that. It's very familiar. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Uh, and so when they consume plants, they all leave their own example behind. Or like, oh, this is who was here. Ulamog leaves behind white coral skeleton-like substance. So they like like a dead barrier reef. Uh, Kozilek, uh, they leave behind like bismuth crystals. Okay. And then Emrakul and... Uh, it leaves behind a yellow dust uh, and seemingly converts the landscape into flesh and bone. And then eventually they just keep sucking the energy out of it until that plane just poof, lo- like warps out. Yeah, it just enfolds on itself. Um, so yeah, so the original three were Soren, Markov, Ugin, and Nahiri. Uh, I'll, pull, I'll, I'll like post pictures of them as we go. So Ugin's this giant spirit dragon um, and a planeswalker as well. He His ultimate rival is this evil dragon literally looks like the evil version of him called nickel bolas and he's always he's your classic like comes to a plane causes causes chaos and go damn it they found me and then it's "Ah." like a mario villain yeah oh i've absorbed the star yeah like you guys and then like that's what he just constantly does um you have uh sword markov he's a very cool he just looks like a vampire yeah. Like your broody vampire. And Nahiri is a core. Oh, kind of. Yeah, so she's kind of like this pale white. And her thing is she's a stone forger, so she can create, like, she works with stone and, like, creates weapons and stuff like that. Um, and so they seal them away. And they go, no, we will. Yes, the classic seal away the evil. And eventually they come back and they realize that. And so they seal them into this mountain mm-hmm. that is, there's a, like, they're trying to use the natural man of the world to, like, keep them in and kind of, like... Yeah. But, of course, they're the... They're not truly... Cause they're actually like, there. Yeah. And so, eventually, they're able to send one of their little, like, scion things out. And it, like, goes, oh! And it, like... And so, in card format, these things are very powerful to, and difficult to deal with in general. Yeah. So, much like that. So, even their weakest thing is built like a fucking... is like a... Titan. Right. I'm sure getting it out, though, is the problem. Yes. So there's... And magic... As all min-maxing things do, there's a way to min-max your way out. I'm sure there is. To get them out. But their fun thing is that when they attack, like how, like, in the game... In the stories, they, like, eat things. They consume. Yeah. What they do is you are required to remove things off of your board. So, like, your land, you can... You have to remove that. When they hit you. I like that. It's called. It's a mechanic called annihilation. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, well, I hit you for eight, and now you have to remove five things off, because the, off of your end of the board because they've just punched you with the force of a god. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, they're very fun. I've always wanted to play them, but because they're so good, yes. they're very valuable, and so that's It's what, hard to get. Yeah. No, no, it's not that they're hard to get. People just... Uh, they're so, yeah. Yeah. They do have a pre-constructed deck for them. Um, it's about 80 bucks, which is on the higher end. That is... Um, and so basically they're fighting that everybody's like trying to figure out this way and so what they've done is they created these hedrons these like floating like hedron things and that's how they like manipulate the energy to like create this like hole that they go into and they like patch yeah. it back up um, and then yeah they all agree like this is how like the gate watches so they're like oh all of us together like power rangers all of us together We'll hold them back. We'll hold them back. And so every so often they'll like pop in and out, like make sure they're like still, still there. there. Um, which then leads to our my my one of my other favorite sets called Innistrad. Yeah. 
uh, if you like gothic vampire stories. But I do. It's very much that. It's just a bunch of sad farmers and things out in the world trying to kill them. But they just want to make corn. They do, and there's no other way. Uh, so in Innistrad, there's this character named Avison. She's this like angel that mm-hmm. protects the the world. Yeah, and she gets like tra- uh, trapped, and then so no one knows why. And so the shadow over Innistrad, they're able to seal two they two of the um, Eldrazi away. Yeah, one of them gets away, and and, then, and she ends up in the shadow over Innsmouth is a famous H.P. Lovecraft story. Oh, there we go. Yes. Yeah. We did it. The connection all all ties together. That's why I'm here. And so that's what she does. So this angel, uh, this angel and Avison and her angels who protect. And so Innistrad's really fun because they have a night and day mechanic. So you have werewolves. And so if you do certain, like you trigger the night ability, you flip them over and they turn into werewolves. That's cool. And they do I werewolf like things. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. And then there's, and it's very, like, fucked up. It's, like, all, like, sad and gothic and, like... It's very Bloodborne-y. Yeah, it it, that's, it's it sounds... the Bloodborne set. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like Bloodborne. It is. Everybody, like, they have one called, like, like Werewolf Bite, and it shows a dude getting bit in the hand it, by a wolf. Yeah, and... even, like, the uh, the old, the great old one. It's very... Mm-hmm. And for anybody who doesn't know what... Uh, Emrakul looks like she looks like this giant. Here, I'll find a picture to kind of really bring home uh, what's going on. Let me find it. Just some sad farmers. And so yeah, so they turn this angel Avison and her and her legion of protectors evil, and so they're just fighting. It turns out they're just fighting the devil. Fucking bows and the plows. Oh, and... they're miserable in this place. So Emrakul looks like that. Very. Oh yeah. Very uh, um, H.P. Lovecraft. It's a yeah. It's a lot like uh, there's a WoW because the WoW has its own version oh, of really? the great old ones, and there's one that looks just like that. Uh, like quite, that. And, and, well, it's it, it's or, the tentacles, similar but not so similar. Exactly, where copyright might be. There's always like it, it, it's like one that schemes, and it's got like all these like uh, yeah, okay. tentacles. So. Uh, so yeah, so if you like uh, Innistrad, uh, I'll talk a little bit about the the set and also like a little bit of the stories that are going on. So this set is populated by humans, but they are attacked by several classical creatures of horror and regularly fall prey to zombies, werewolves, vampires, and ghosts. Demons also kind of pop up here and there. Yeah. Um, there is a giant moon in the sky, uh, but it's what. Does it, it like affects everybody? So it affects the hunting patterns of the monsters. Mm. It affects the humans. It affects the crops. Yeah, they're just stuck under this shitty ass moon, moon, and it's the moon's fault. Just fighting the devil. There's this religion known as the Church of Avicen, and she is this archangel who was created uh, to like save the world and like be the light for people. Right. Um, she does get a little little evil after a certain point. Um. So she was created as a response to vampires. Um, there is a man named Edgar Markov, mm-hmm. uh, and in if you are a Magic the Gathering player, he's a very he's the if you want to run a vampire deck, he is your vampire. He's card. the dude. He's the dude. He does a lot of cool shit. He's very expensive. He's like one hundred fifty bucks, I Ooh. think. And he is, oh, he's, and so he has uh, experimenting to create a life. To figure out how to live forever, as all good scientists want to do. Um, 
And so they go, oh, angels exist on this plane. What if we just captured one? <laughs> and Big mousetrap. Yeah, and uh, took its blood away. And then did stuff to it. Oh, what could go wrong? Oh, this is the Bloodborne set. Yeah. Uh, and so he begins to uh, do this ritual, which is being like the devil and all this stuff. And it causes his subjects to feed on the blood of other beings. Oh. Vampires, baby. Um, it provided sustenance to few, but it, it, the, the call for blood calls the population. Uh, and so he's like, oh, we took care of the poverty problem. It's gone. Oh, we just eat them all. Uh, his grandson is the famous planeswalker sword who fought the Eldrazi. Um, he turned him into a vampire. That tra- that trauma turned him into a planeswalker, and he uh, disappeared and went fuck this place. I'm out. But he also goes, "Oh, my grandfather's a madman." Yeah, I need to come back. And make sure people aren't just being eaten by the devil. Oh, this is some psychotic behavior. Um, So vampires begin to slowly take over. And then Soren begins to kind of, as all good children do, right? I'm going to come back every weekend. And then that weekend turns into months and years. And and so, of course, vampires, as they do, we're better than humans. We will hunt them down like animals. Always happens. Uh, And so he... Is he keeps popping up and he like does stuff, but he's not like, oh, I need we need a revolution to happen, right? Um, and so he begins to know that uh, that he's like, we're gonna eat everybody. That's a problem. What are we gonna do when we run out of blood? And he's like, don't worry, we have eternity to figure out a solution. It's true, but what do we do when we eat everybody? Don't worry about it. We have this. We have the solution. Us. Um. And so he does is he creates so Soren then uses his magical powers, his planeswalker abilities Ooh. to create a, a warrior who could hold back the vampire, who could hold back the devil, keep them at bay, and he creates Avicen the angel and tasks her with protecting it in his absence. Dare I say, seal them no. away? Oh, seal the devil away. Through her, the magic of faith, so she's powered by belief, uh, would create the true power to fend off the darkness. Um, so he created this, and then he created what is known as the Hell Vault, mm-hmm. and it is this, like, tomb that exists, and I think he plans to put his, uh, his dad away, or his grandfather, and then, which then leads to the creation of the Church of Avacyn. However, vampires don't like that, and they go, oh, Soren's a traitor to our kind. Oh. Fuck him if we see him. Get his shoes. Take, oh, take his vampire shoes. Um, so... This ties into the, the Zendikar thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this poor woman, Nahiri, right? So when they first showed up, um, Nahiri would, had to fight Cthulhu herself. Yeah. And so she's pissed. She's like, uh, where were we? I, I shot a beacon. Nobody showed Nobody up. Nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. And so really fast, let me explain what the Hell Vault is. It is this monolith, um, and it is a prison for supernatural beings. Okay. And so you put people in there and hope they don't come out. <laughs> Seal them away. And in classic fashion, if it cracks a little bit, we're fucked. Oh, they start pouring out like the and it goes. Oh, it's awful. And so uh, Nahiri is upset, and so uh, she sent this signal. Oh, so she came to it, and so she gets like absorbed into the hell ball. Yeah, is it fuck? Um. And he was like, maybe you shouldn't have just like walked into the path of it. That's your maybe fault. Maybe that was a bad idea. That was you. 
Uh, and so they end up with this tension, and then they kind of, uh, it kind of ends with that. So, um, so Nahiri's like, no, fuck you, you should have been here to help me. And so he, th- she threatens Soren, which leads to the angel going, oh, my creator's in trouble. I will fight you. Yeah. Strange being. Um, and so they fight, and then, uh, Soren boots her ass into the hell vault. Gives her oh, the old kung fu. Oh, she doesn't like that. Um, a demon shows up. His name is Gristlebrand, and he uh, challenges the angel to combat. Um, and so Avison basically uses all of her strength to throw him into the devil. And as he's getting sucked in, he throws his spear, hits Avison, pins it to the fucking wall. Um, and Avison, because he's being sucked in and it's taking all demonic things, yeah. it pulls her into it too. Oh, that's cool. And he goes, fuck you, we're all, but we're going together. Oh, I like that. That's a good ending. And uh, she is now trapped in the hell vault with every other demon that she trapped in there. Oh. They're not happy. She's stuck on the inside. Oh, much like uh, Rorschach. Oh, you're trapped in here with me. Oh, it's so true. And so because of that, everybody's like, fuck. The devil's here. Oh, the vampires are coming. Do. Oh, the werewolves are at the door. Um, and so remember, I made a comment about Liliana. Yes. She made a deal with this demon, Gristlebrand. And she yeah. shows up going, where's Gristlebrand? I have to stop him. I have to save my soul. And um, she then, she goes, fuck it. I got to open it to talk to him. So she opens the portal to hell. Not a good idea. A grizzled brand. I have some thoughts. Hello. <laughs> and uh, so she goes, oh, either I destroy this rock. And or and so they end up with this guard. There's a guardian. Her name is Talia. And she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I have to talk to Grizzlebrand. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, I'll kill everybody. And so uh, the honest thing is she's a necromancer. So sure. she can bring people back from the dead. dead. And she's like, I'll kill everybody here if you don't uh, help me. And they go, fine. And so they break it. And oh, lo and behold, all the demons and the evil and angel lady come out. Oh. And so that's that. they fix that. They free Avacyn. Yeah. Avacyn is restored. Um, and you go, wow, the angel's back. Well, balance is back, light and dark. Okay, yeah. And Avacyn keeps the people safe for about a year. Solid amount of time. And uh, eventually, uh, Avison begins to slowly go what we would call uh, Cuckoo Kachoo. And uh, long story short, uh, on Zendikar, they are able to put away the two Eldrazi, and yeah. Emrakul disappears. Um, and everybody's like, wow, the angel's gone crazy. Again. What's going on here? And so it turns into this whole thing, and people were showing up, and so they're kind of tracking... Emrakul, and they're like, oh, she might be here. We're finding traces of it. And so, yeah. Th- it turns into Cthulhu. The madness is affecting people. People were, oh, eating Where each other's yeah. faces. Why are there so many tentacles? The, yeah. Oh, fuck. And so, uh, at this point, so yeah, so they, well, they introduced a couple more uh, planeswalkers. So, Tamiya, uh, Tamiyo, who is like this moon folk character. Um, she shows up and she's big in the Kamigawa mm-hmm. set. She's like this, uh, she's based off, she's a moon folk, so she's based off of like the Japanese legends of the moon. Yeah. And how people live on the moon. Um, so eventually they like, they, for some reason, Emrakul's okay with this and they just like, no, we have to put her in the moon. So they seal her away in the moon. 
Good place to be sealed away. Yeah. And then uh, Soren has to destroy his angel, Avacyn. He's like, listen, these clouds are too much trouble for me. Goodbye. Yeah. And then... Uh, and so you find out that Nahiri has been doing all of this to get back at Soren. This is all kind of like, not like deep, deep, but like, oh, I'm going to find a way to yeah. fuck you over. Uh, now that Avacyn is gone... Nahiri's like, hello, Soren. I you remember you locked me away in the hell. I have didn't some, like that. I have some I, thoughts. No, I don't. Um, and he gets sealed away in a stone prison. Soren loses his fight. Sealed away. Once again. We, we really like sealing people away. Um, that another, and so that's it. He is, uh, that he, he's locked away. Yeah. And this leads to this lovely lady named Olivia Voldaren. She, uh, a newer set of Innistrad comes out, and it's about how the vampires are just eating people. And, uh, that's, it's called the, uh, Crimson Vow. Yeah, okay. And that's that set, so it's much more vampire-based. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm leader now that you're gone, you traitor to the Arkind. And then another angel shows up and goes, I'll, I guess I'll take over for the team. Ugh, I'll take one for the team, baby. And then that's, that's kind of that, oh, Phyrexia eventually shows up. Yeah. To try, try to take over the world. Um... And so it's hard. You can't really com- you can't really possess like zombies. No. So they're just killing the shit out of each other. There's no real kind of end to that. They just kind of stalemate each other. That's really fun. Because how do you kill that which is already dead? You can't. No, that's really fun. I really liked them. That it's a really fun set. And and like so the the vampires are very like aristocrat and like very Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Like oh they drink blood out of wine and, or the, blood the, out the of wine, wine glass. glass. And stuff like that, and uh, so then the werewolves are at war with the vampires, and this set, and as they always are, everybody here is just sad, except for the vampires. They're as a good they time. always, and so that's that set. So that's the Innistrad set. If you like gothic horror, if you like your Bloodborns, which I very much do, this is it for you. Um, the next set that really popped off, that really got me back into it, is what's called. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Yeah. It was an original... It came out way back in the 90s. It uh, was ancient Japan, samurai, etc., etc. And they went, whoa, what if we made it cyberpunk? Oh, that's made for people like me! And oh, I threw a lot of money at these. Um, so yeah, so it is very, like, if you like uh, Akira, if you like like cyberpunk ninjas, everybody yeah. has tattoos that glow. Yes. It's really fucking fun. It's like Shadowrun. Yes, Shadowrun and Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you the story of Neon Dynasty. Um, our story begins with future planeswalkers, Kaito, Shizuki, and the Wanderer, who are children in the Imperial Palace. It's like one of them got a real name. <laughs> of Aiganjo. Aiganjo is one of the districts of Kamigawa. Okay. Um, so Kaito meets the Wanderer. The Wanderer is this... I caught her thing, if you ever see her, she wears like the big... Uh, oh, from... The Disney movie where they... The most recent one... The big hat. It's like a big straw hat. Okay. But because it's because it's cyberpunk, it's like a big metal hat. Yeah. Kind of like a Liu Kang. Not Liu Kang. Oh. Yes, it is Liu Kang. It is Liu Kang? Yeah. Okay, like, like Liu Kang's. And then uh, they become friends. And they... Uh, do you discover that the Wanderer, this little girl, is actually the emperor of this 
realm. Uh, undercover boss. Undercover boss. And they become best friends. Oh, and you're like, oh, they're going to fall in love and it's going to oh, be somebody's gonna die. beautiful. <gasps> Tragedy strikes. Oh my god, oh. could you imagine? Kaito hears of, uh, in Kyodai, which is, uh, the, oh, Kyodai, who is the guardian spirit of Kamigawa, who is bound to this girl, the wanderer, uh, and he sees this evil planeswalker whose name is Tezzeret. Tezzeret likes to, he's a very big, uh, like, man-machine, very, like, iron hands kind of thing, like, oh, Mm, more, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I have this thing called the reality chip, and I'm going to use it on her, and I'm going to see if I can control her mind. Not the reality chip. Uh, And this causes uh, the Wanderer's uh, spark to ignite. Uh, And due to the reality chip, her spark is unstable, and it is impossible to control. So much in good anime fashion, she disappears, and he must now find her. Oh, she's gone. And she can't control where she ends up, so she's just popping She's just somewhere. Somewhere in time. Oh, my! but my love will find us. Oh, being lost somewhere in time is one of my favorite, like... Like, so, oh, like, fuck. And, like, sci-fi tropes. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I'm just out of time. Oh, let me invest in the stock market. Really yeah. Fast. Oh, let me bounce out. But it's never a fun, like, spot no. in time. No. no, it's never like, oh, Apple's about to get made. Let me no. just throw a bunch of money in the air. No, but I think getting lost in time is a super, like... It is fun, yeah. Or out of time. Not, out, not long, but yeah. Out of time. Um, Tezzeret is like, oh, it worked. And so he leaves, and Kaito's like, no, I will, you took the woman I love. I will chase you to the ends of the earth, Shocker. Sugar. I'll kill you. Um, and so Tezra is from another planet. He has magic. So not only do you get, like, planeswalker abilities, but you get, like, depending on where you're born, yeah. you get abilities based off of those things as well. Kind of busted. So he has magic, and he's throwing stuff at him, and he's like, oh, I have magic. You can't yeah. stop me. And he leaves. And so uh, he goes back, and the, the Wanderer had this aid called Light Paws, which feels like an animal, an animal friend. And he's like, look, they took, like, the evil man showed up. And Light Paws is like, holy shit, he's a futurist. And yeah. a futurist is in Kamigawa, someone who believes that uh, those who push the boundaries of technology. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, that's so cool. And he's like, no. He, this is bad. He was evil. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> She's not coming back. And he goes, oh, I cannot be here. You who do not understand what is happening, I will take off. Uh, ten years later, we enter the modern day. Kaito uh, is has a friend named uh, Himoto, who is a god and lives inside a Tanuki drone. Because it's future. Because, yeah, of course. Uh, Himoto is the Kami of the Spark. I'm saying a lot of anime things at people right now. Yes, you are the god of the spark. Uh, and he is has uh, ignites Kaito's planeswalker ability. And Himoto goes, hey, we can help you find Tezzeret. The reason he took off is because he's a planeswalker. Yeah. Son of a bitch. He, he can just come back and leave. Let's go find him. And so he tell he has a sister who he talks to and is like, hey, like we're going to go do this thing. Uh, she then tells him that there is a group known as the Asari Uprisers who are planning to overthrow the leaders of the plane of existence. Okay. Of Kamigawa. Kaito doesn't care because his best friend is missing. Missing. Um, but he ends up that his sister goes, no, your be- other best friend has been doing illegal things and mm. experimenting on people and has been seen as a, with a man with a metal arm. And oh my God, it's the Tezzeret guy. I care now. Oh, it's a circle. Fuck. And uh, he's like, fuck, okay. So then, but he's also a ninja. Kaito is a ninja man. Yeah. And so he goes to spy on him and he goes, oh, he's been lying to me. Um... 
And so the way he figures out is he ends up in a place called the Undercity, a location where no legal dealings occur. I like how it really specifies none. No, no none. Not, Nothing. Oh, only bad shit happens. Only bad shit. Um, and so he's, he, they're going and they're spying. And, you know, you do the classic look through the window. Oh, yeah. my God, the devil's in here. And it's all this lab equipment that isn't found on this plane. Yeah. And he goes, oh, shit. And so you meet this Phyrexian praetor known Jin Cataxius. Okay. Who was an, and he is uh, doing the classic load the crates. We're loading them up. We're loading them up. Oh, they don't fall off a truck. And so what he they were doing is they were loading up kami, these gods, inside, putting them in boxes. And then they blow up the lab. And uh, you find out that his best friend, uh, Tameshi is his best friend. And he's dying. He's been stabbed. No. And then says, oh, Tezere is the man who did this. And Kaito does the classic goodbye, leaves. And uh, he's like, fuck. So the man with the metal arm, that is Kaito's man. He's, yeah. oh, the man who smells like metal. Uh, and so he's looking for him, and he's like, I can't find this man. And they go, no, there was, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's not from this plane of fucking existence. Where are you going to find Where him? Where you find this? He thing? could literally be anywhere. anywhere. And so he, you meet this survivor. Uh, there was an attack on a Nizumi village. Nizumi are this uh, yokai, these yeah. spiritual creatures in Japan, named Nashi. And so they're trying to find Nashi. And Nashi, you need to talk to us about your trauma. No! I don't like this. And, uh... So people, people, like, people were afraid of him because he's, you know, people asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. They go, no, I don't want to know about this. And so they meet what are known as Soratami women. Soratami women, I believe, are moon folk. So, uh, we once again meet the planeswalker, Tamiyo, who was in the Innistrad story... Mm -hmm. And is involved in the Phyrexians later. Uh, Tamiyo tells Kaito uh, that what they're doing. Uh, and she also goes, oh, I know this person named the Wanderer. And he's like, that's my friend. I love the Wanderer. Oh, we need, a, we need to find it. Um, and so they did classic anime. If we take out the chip, maybe it'll fix her. Yeah. Classic, classic move, right? And so that's what they do. They begin to try to look for her and, and do all this stuff. Um, and so they, they continue on. Yeah. Uh, and they are... Uh, and so they end up at... Uh, they end up at, back at Iganjo, the, mm -hmm. the land of that. And the emperor, they find her. They find her uh, in uh, Kyodai's temple. Uh, and he hears a yell. He goes, not again! Twice! <laughs> And so you discover that the Wanderer and Kyodai have reunited and are basically together. Um, however, both are in pain as the Wanderer is using much of her focus and energy to keep herself on this plane. Uh, the Wanderer is given the reality chip. They're able to like steal it away, yeah. essentially. And it connects into her hand and it tethers her to the plane of plane. existence. Uh, and then she goes, oh shit, I can see Jin Gitaxis, uh and telling another a leader of those uprisers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're gonna. They're like, no, I'm leading this. We guys have to attack the plane. We're gonna destroy everything. Right. Um, Kaito and oh, here we go. This is peak anime. Before moving forward, Kaito and the Wanderer share a moment. The Wanderer tells him she knew he was searching for her. She also tells him that she was trying to find him as well, only being a step behind. Oh, it's so sweet. Oh. And so they need to get ready, uh, and then. Um, they go to war against Tezzeret and Jin Gitaxius, and they were both ready for them. 
Um, the Wanderer, but however, shows up, and because she saw a future of them losing, yeah. And with all of her might, she focuses her spark on where they're being held. She appears, and she kill, and she's able to destroy Jingataxi. Yeah. At least at this point, uh, Tamiya was freed and is able to f- stop Tezzeret with one of her abilities. Uh, and then they just come through the way out. Um, they should. They wonder then says that they should take Tezzeret to Kyoda to punish him for his uh, crimes. Tezzeret uses his ability on the reality chip to cripple her. Um, and then he's like, oh, and she almost gets disappeared before yeah. being saved and is told that Iganjo is under attack. And they go, fuck. Kaito then yeets his ass into a box of crates. <laughs> and then uh, the, the Asari uprisers are attacking. Um, Tezzeret in the, the fracas uh, takes off. Yeah. He, ha, disappears. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're fighting the devil. Everything's happening. Um, uh, they chase after it, and so they're chasing after Tezzeret. And Kaito noticed that Tamiyo has the reality chip. And he's like, no, we need that. Yeah. And so he, like, bops her, so she drops so she drops uh-huh. it. And, uh, and so he begins the fight. Uh, they begin the fight. Oh, uh, Tezzeret, I think, is the way they wrote mm-hmm. this is strange. Um, and so... They're fighting, and Kaito uh, begins to lose. Yeah. And then, oh my god, his sister shows up and stabs Tezzeret in the leg. Classic anime power. And so they're able to freeze him, and so Tamiyo uses her spells to bot, blot, uh, like paralyze him. And so uh, Tezzeret uses his powers to manipulate the reality chip to break free. Yeah. Um, Tezzeret is, then is able to grab uh, Tamiyo and then opens the portal, woo, <laughs> and they dive in, and they go, fuck! Um, meanwhile, there is Risona. So Risona is the leader of the, uh, a- Asper, um, subjugates, mm-hmm. subjugates. I'm, I'm about to be saying that wrong. And so she, the Wanderer is fighting them. Uh, Risona then tells the Wanderer, uh, that she abandoned her people, leaving them to be the way they are. And the Wanderer, uh, is only there trying to like, you know, the, the sensei thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, we're not going to fight. We're just, gonna, I'm just, we're going to fight. And then, oh, uh, the Wanderer's like, well, fuck, okay, she's not stopping, I have to put her down. Yeah. Right before that happens, oh, she's bopped, this Rasona person is bopped on the back of the head. By God, Kaito has shown up, bopped her, this Rasona woman on the back of the head, knocked her out, or knocked them out. Um, and, uh, they have a nice little anime moment and laugh about, like... That they've been able to save the day. Yeah. They stop the Asari uprising. Uh, the Wanderer then begins to tell her that, or begin feels her, feels her spark reactivating and starting to pull her away. Um, and so, light pause you discover uh, is a Kitsune. Okay. And the Wanderer tells Kaito, find light pause uh, and to work with him. The Wanderer then names light pause the regent of Kamigawa and mm-hmm. is the acting emperor. Uh, while the Wanderer then woo, away. and so she shares one last look with Kaito, and she is spirited away to some plane of existence, and will be, I guess begin her journey to come back. Yeah. Um. They look for Jin Gitaxius, and he is not at the compound where he was defeated. Um, but he knows he's out there. Oh, they always are out there in the dark. When you're not sealed away. No, is uh, sealing away really solves a lot of these problems here, 
And so then what happens is uh, they go to Tamiya's home and they go, hey, like, uh, Nashi, who is one of the, was the, the Nazuna, I think. Mm -hmm. And goes, hey, like, we're going to find her. Don't worry. Uh, and then Nashi goes, oh, when I'm of age, I will join as well. Very anime. Right. And so Kaito then says goodbye to his sister and leaves in search of Tamiyo and the Wanderer to bring them back home. Unfortunately, very unfortunately, Tezzeret, you find out, has taken Tamiyo back to New Phyrexia. Oh, oh. And where Jim Gataxius has been using his research to uh, complete Tamiyo, turning her into a Phyrexian. I don't like that. Uh, the first time a planeswalker has ever been uh, successfully completed, oh. which then ties into uh, the All Will Be One set. Um, Tamiyo then awakens to have her mind is corrupted to serve Phyrexia, uh, and she has always wanted to protect her family before completion, and now Phyrexia was her family, and she would do anything to help it. Oh. And that is where our tale of Neon Kamigawa Neon Dynasty ends. And like I said, if you want to read the next thing, which is Phyrexia, I will be one. That's that one, which ends with the War of the Machine. Yeah. That's the end of that story and set. And now they have brought back uh, Ravnica, which is a very famous set because it introduced double colors. Yeah. So they are called dual color sets, essentially. And on that land, they're guilds. So if you play, so they have na So what, whatever, depending on what colors you play, is the name of the guild. Okay. So the Demir guild is what is blue and black, mm -hmm. and that is the cards I play. So I play Demir. Yeah. That's what you say to right. to sound really nerdy. Nerdy. Oh, I'm the Demir. I'm the Demir, and yeah, that is the story of some of my favorite Magic the Gathering sets. Those were great. And the stories behind them. No, that was a lot of fun. Those were great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, I really I did. did. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I like enjoyed the, telling them. The wide variety is is a lot of fun. Because you, you really, you just find something you like. And go with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, for example, uh, they had a big Dungeons & Dragons set. Yeah. And that's actually where my, my deck comes from. It was a Dungeons & Dragons, like, pirate set. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So they have a bunch of different flavors. You can really play anything you really want. One guy I've seen plays like bears. Just, it's just bears. Just bears. Just bears. Just bears, and they just do bear things, and That's... they all build off of bears. Yeah. And you know, some people play zombie decks. Some people play the, and it really is fun. Be it also it depends who you play with. Very true. If you have friends who are tryhardy, much like anything. Oh yeah, anyone you can take the fun out of it. Yo, yeah. yes you can. Don't play with people who play with proxies. No, they're, they're not fun. No. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the stories behind the sets, and there's always a story behind them. So the next, this newest one is like about murder mysteries. Yeah. Um, it has a built a, a companion clue game that is being released. That's right. Released with it, uh, murders at Karlov Manor, and it's about detectives. So if you want to build a detective deck, it lets you do that. And so you have this mechanic called investigate, and it lets you like look at your deck, but, like you're investigating. Oh. I see it's all did. there, and then you like look through it, and you can like take cards and stuff like that. But yeah, so that is magic, and I, I hope this didn't get too like, oh, this is how you play. I don't I didn't want to do the how you play stuff. No, I wanted to talk about what makes like the magic fun, which is the stories and what you can like. You can the magic build of magic, the magic of magic, and you can build your own decks. You can build anything you want. Yeah, you can build angels. You can build a whole angel deck, and oh, the light of God. There's a fun. There's a Greek mythology set. And that talks about the gods yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. That's great. That is, uh, I thank you guys for sitting and <laughs> choosing to listen to this if you've clicked on this episode. Uh, thank you.
Um, just to let everybody know, next week we will, is our faded Halo episode. It is happening. It is. God. I think. Um, Halo is going to be the, next week um, with our friend David, who is the biggest Halo person in the whole world, and uh, he has a lot of thoughts, and we will be talking about the game, we'll be talking about the series as a whole, maybe not so much lore, but just kind of having a chance to, to talk about yeah. you know, what it meant for us, we were that Halo age. Oh, very much so. And then I think I think David wants to do the Halo show. Oh, He maybe. wants to do an episode, the live action Halo, he's been watching Great it. Soul. He's been watching it and texting me and telling me he hates everything about it, so... So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> but once again, thank you everybody for yes, listening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, actually, also really before we go into that, depending on if you want to be really nerdy, uh, some people use the color system and magic to figure out like your personality. Oh, really? It's like yeah. personality test. Yeah, to figure out what like kind of style you like and oh. stuff like that. So we'll have to do it one day. And I know that'll be interesting. Yeah, interesting follow up. Um, but yeah, so we are on all the social medias. We're on the the Twitter slash X, Instagram, Facebook, Good Pods, the Good Reads of Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, I will take the time. It's gonna take a second, but uh, I do want to take the time to shout out somebody who actually gave us a five star review on Good Pods. If oh, you shout listen, out! If you listen to this, oh, it's playing one of our episodes for some reason. Okay, so it count as a double listen. Uh, Adam Adam K- Kasoff. I'm so sorry if I spelled that wrong. Uh, at Millie Goats on um on Good Pods, it gave us a five star review for our Verity episode, which I'll put somewhere in here over there. Yeah, but no, thank you for giving us a five star review. That means a lot to us. We yeah, loved awesome. the ep- we loved recording it. Yeah, it was a blast. We're glad you loved it. And if you haven't listened to our Verity episode, please do. It's, it's a, a hoot. It's a hoot and a half and a two-parter, so dig in. I think I leave it on a, I think the first episode ends on a very nice cliffhanger. It is a very good cliffhanger. And uh but yeah, so thank you again. Follow us on all the things. Smash the like button. Ring the bell. Turn on notifications. Turn on notifications if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching this, I guess, on YouTube. And prepare for Halo and the big guy, Master Chief, fighting everything. Really, everything. Oh, oh yeah. They fight everything. Oh, we're going to finish the fight. Oh, we're going to. Oh, that was a big. That was, oh, definitive. If they had made t-shirts. Oh. Would have owned them like a psycho. But, all right. Thank you, guys. And thank good night. You. Good night.